Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you. Those of you that work so freaking hard for your money and you're now ready for your money, start working harder for you today. You want that freedom of cash flow now, not 30 or 40 years from now, but you want it today so that you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But guys, we know it's not just about making a lot of money, is it? It's about creating a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you also had a greater capacity to bless the lives of those around you. And that's what it means to be a Rippler. So proud to be one of the Ripplers with you guys. I appreciate you guys. Let me really help educate you guys. You'll be able to help you, you know, really do this by you guys binging. You've been sharing these podcasts, you've been doing all you've been doing, and you've been taking action on this because it's so important that you're not just listening, but you're actually doing something with this education so that your life makes a difference. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, hey guys, go check out our calculator on moneyripples.com. One of the cool things with that is that you can actually use it to figure out how much passive income you could create in the next 12 months. So definitely check that out and see what your number is today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So I'm bringing on an interesting guest today because it's almost like it'll be interesting to see what direction we go with this. Because Jim here, Jim Pfeiffer, he's actually got a similar background to me, but I know we have different experiences and whatnot. But he actually was a former financial advisor, but then it is converted over to the the light side, right? To the positive side of the force, you know, versus the dark side of the force. You know, he's not a Sith Lord anymore in the financial services. He is now a Jedi. And excited to have him on here today because again, he like me, he was fed up with this whole one-stop, fit everybody into a little box approach, you know, even though you're you're a round peg, you're trying to get stuck in a square hole. This guy, I mean, he gets it. He understands it. He's in the real estate space. He's got left field investors. Definitely invite you to check out their podcast as well. And Definitely excited to talk to him about his perspective and what we see as a way to help you be able to grow and progress in this space, especially because it's not as, as publicly known as what it is like if you go with the Wall Street way. The Wall Street method has been sold, but not so much this Main Street real estate type of method and alternative investments. So excited to have Jim on. Jim, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited too, because we do have a similar backgrounds, we made similar leaps and I've been listening to you for a long time. So I'm, I'm really excited to be on the show. Yeah. So give us some more background. Like what was your aha moment, right? Yeah. I think I was a financial advisor. And when you do that, they, they teach you about finance and teach you about money from the start. And mm-hmm. I, I thought I knew it all already. I did that as career number four or something. But at the same time, as I was starting this out, I was an accidental landlord because we couldn't sell our house 2008. 
and we bought a new one. So we couldn't sell the old one. So we, we rented it out. And as they were teaching me these money concepts and I, I became, went from an accidental landlord to an intentional landlord, I was learning that, oh my gosh, this stuff that I was doing, the, the stock market, the mutual funds, a lot of these products, it seemed like speculation to me, right? Because you're investing it, you're buying a piece of paper. Now it's an online piece of paper and you hope at some point you could sell it to somebody else for more money. That's it, right? There's no current benefit. You might get a few dividends here and there, but there's really no current benefit. Meanwhile, on my real estate side, I was investing and getting a current benefit in the form of cash flow. And appreciation mm-hmm. was kind of just, I hope for it, but I didn't need it because I was getting tax breaks and cash flow mm-hmm. already. And I just, it stuck with me that, what am I doing here? This financial advisor stuff, it's okay. You make some money on it as an investor, but if you go into the alternatives, you make more money and you pay fewer taxes and it's less risky. It's investing. Mm -hmm. It's not speculating. And so that slowly kind of seeped in over a few years. And then I realized I can't be a financial advisor because I prided myself in investing the same things my clients were. And now I was moving most of my assets over to real estate. It was active at the time. Now it's completely passive. That's a minor Mm -hmm. shift. I couldn't do it anymore. So, you know, your financial advisor isn't going to help you with real estate for two reasons. One, they don't make any money on it, right? And you Mm -hmm. you can't run a business if you're not making money. So that makes sense. The other thing is they're not licensed for it. So they could get in, you know, it conflicts with all of the licenses I had. So I had to give up most of my licenses to do what I wanted to do in real estate. So that was my transition. The light bulb kind of slowly went off. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm coming into this office doing financial advising, but I'm spending 90% 90% of my time on my own real estate stuff and ignoring my clients or, or you know, and that's when I realized I, I just need to move on and, and be done with financial advising and get into real investing for cash flow, which is what I do now. You're kind of like Batman, weren't you? It's like <laughs> by day, you were like the rich billionaire, you know, being the AKA financial advisor. By night, you're like, well, I'm making way more money over here. This is way cooler than yeah. with my day job. And, and so you kind of saw that difference. Like really, you were able to compare apples to apples right there in your own personal laboratory. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. Like I like to invest with people or work with people that are eating their cooking. Right. And so as yeah. I did that less and less and got more into real estate, I started a real estate group. And then once I went passive, I started past, uh, left field investors and none of it was intentional. It was just kind of like, well, I'm over here now on these assets that make more sense to me. So now I got to go find people to help me. I got to build a community because in the Wall Street world, you can just talk to all the old financial advisors and everyone kind of knows what to do. 401k, all this other stuff that everyone just does it because you know it's so robotic. But over on the alternative side, it's totally different. But I found myself there and I, I wanted to learn. So I need so I started listening to podcasts like yours and others. And then I started my own community, which was supposed to be a little mastermind, but pandemic happened and we went online and then it just kind of blew up from there. And now we're a 1300 member community. Now, speaking of community, I'm curious, why do you call it left field investors? Well, that, perfect for you. When I was talking real estate with all my financial advising colleagues, they'd all, oh, Jim, you're way out there in left field. Like, yeah, but left field happens to be not right field, but the correct field in my mind. Um, so that, that's why we there. came up with the name. <laughs> yeah, much greener. Exactly. Yes. Awesome. It doesn't matter if it's got the, the big monster over there, the green monster. That's the good one to hit a home run for, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly right. I'm just curious, like even now, like are there financial advisors, like the guys you worked with before, are they, have they kind of seen the light a little bit or are they just kind of doing their thing, staying as salespeople more than anything? Some of them are investing in syndications, the ones that I talked to through, not Mm -hmm. through left field investors, but with our help. There are a few who are doing that. The other ones are just blinders on. They are just so confident that they're going to get wealthy in the stock market. And maybe they will because they are 
putting other people in the stock market and they get paid no matter what. But right. I don't know anyone that has gotten wealthy by investing in the stock market. Now, some people say Warren Buffett, but he buys companies more than he invests in the stock market. That's right. But most people that have generational wealth and financial freedom type wealth get it from either real estate, something real estate related or owning a business. And it's not just throwing money in the stock market. You'll never get there. Yeah. This brings up something interesting. So just last week, this guy's an amazing guy. I'm not going to say his name because he's a mentor of mine, but he's successful in the business space and even in the real estate space as well, even though it's the real estate business space, if you get what I'm saying, right? He helps a lot of people there. And it's funny because somebody was asking you know, about finances and he's like, well, I think you should have 50% of your portfolio in real estate, 20% in stocks. And all of a sudden I kind of yelled out, boo, you know, <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I know, I know for you real estate guys, that's not a big thing. Now, I can't remember if he even remembered that I used to be a financial advisor, but he's like, no, even though they say all the millionaires has been proven they have real estate, most of it's their personal house, which I'm like, well, okay, I won't argue with that. There's a lot of people that are millionaires because their house did appreciate. They got equity in that and they helped put them into the millionaire status for net worth. He's like, but he's like, most people make their money in the stock market. I'm curious to get your thoughts on that because you just said something there that sparked the memory of that yeah. because you said a lot of those guys, they don't make money in the market. They're making money by selling people to get in the market. So what's the truth? Is Are people actually making money in the market and that's what makes them millionaires? Or is it just so happens that people that are millionaires also might have some money in the market, but that's not what's making them the money? Yeah, I think that you might be a millionaire by putting money in the stock market in your 401k. I think people do make money in the mm -hmm. stock market but they don't make generational wealth. They don't, you can't quit your job on the cash flow from the stock market, right? Mm. You can't quit your job from the gains you've made in the stock market, most likely. Most of it's probably in a 401k. So I look at it as, I've changed my position. When I first started into real estate and got rid of all the stock market stuff, I was like 100, we call it left field, right? Is alternatives mm. and right field is the traditional stuff. So I was 100% in left field. But then now I'm thinking about creeping back in a little bit for a very small allocation to some indexed mutual funds or something like that, because that gives you liquidity. The problem mm. with real estate is there's very little liquidity. Well, I want to have return on my dollars. So putting some of my liquid capital in the market might make sense. But to your question, does that generate? Well, I don't, if your mentor said most people make money in the stock market, or however he phrased it, I think a lot of people do make money in the stock market, but they're just leaving money on the table because you can make so much more in alternatives. But more than that, in real estate, you don't pay taxes if you're doing it right. And the biggest eroder of your wealth is taxes. So mm, even if the point. returns were identical, which they're not, but if they were mm. identical between real estate and the stock market, you're making more money in real estate because you're keeping more of it in your pocket, right? And there's no way around right. really paying the government when you make money in the market there's lots of ways, legal ways, to avoid defer tax on real estate. So that's the difference for me. Um, so I, I do think there's opportunities to make money in the millionaire. You can become a millionaire in the stock market. I don't think you're going to become financially free, which are two different things. Yeah. Well, I had to think about it too, because I thought the same thing. I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I've been teaching everybody wrong on this podcast. But then I had to go back. It's like, okay, what have I seen as a financial advisor? Like as I've watched those people's portfolios grow over time. And even after I left being a financial advisor, still when we're working with people one-on-one, -on -one, we see their portfolios over time, right? And then I started yeah. to realize, okay, the real money that people made was probably more from their job or their business, right? First and foremost, just like you said, the financial advisors were. That's true. Like if they were to be honest, they'd say 
your best investment would probably be investing in your own job to get, you know, to find ways to make more money there in your career and or your business, right? But then, you know, then people are taking all that money they're putting in the stock market, but, and they'll make some growth over time in the stock market. There's no doubt for yeah. sure. But I had to think, I was like, well, okay, is it really the stock market is the cause? Is that causation or is that correlation is what I had to right. start asking myself well, over, the, over this last week. And I realized, oh, maybe it's more correlation more than causation. Yeah. And I mean, if you put a ton of money in the market, you're going to make some and it's going to grow over time. But yeah. here, here's an example. If, I, if you don't mind me giving an example. Yeah, um, please. Let's go back to our days as financial advisors. And someone comes mm-hmm. to us with a million dollars. They want to retire, right? And that's all yeah. the money they have. A financial advisor is going to say, okay, great. You don't know when you're going to die. So you need to keep that million at a million. So you can only take out 4% a year, right? That's the number. Mm -hmm. So that's 40 grand. That's your income for the rest of your life, hopefully. Now you're going to pay tax on that. So let's say that's 25%. So now you're net $30,000, right? That's Mm -hmm. what you're going to earn every year for the rest of your life. And that's the high point because it's (laughs) unlikely you're going to get over a million because you're always taking money out. Even in down markets, you're going to take money out, right? So you're just hoping, hoping that that million dollars stays there and you can have $30,000 to live on the rest of your life. Contrast Mm -hmm. that with the same person. Now, forget that we're financial advisors. Now we're just real estate guys. And someone says, hey, I got a million bucks. You know, what should I do with it? I want to retire. Okay, put it in real estate, whatever it is. Let's say it makes 7% cash on cash return, right? So Mm -hmm. now you're at $70,000 a year. That's what you're earning. And you don't pay any taxes on it. And that's a whole different discussion, but you can earn that tax-free. And that's the low point, right? You'll never have less than $70,000 because you're never taking principal out. You're just taking the money you earn. And 7% isn't a huge cash on cash return. Call it 6% if you want, 60 grand, but that's net, no taxes. And that's the low point because Mm -hmm. as you go on five years, 10 years, that million dollars is going to turn into 1.5 million, 2 million, 3 million. And all of a sudden, you're no longer living on 70 grand. Your wealth is growing and your cash flow is growing. That's the main difference to me. When I look at it like that, it's no brainer, right? Mm -hmm. I mean- and that's the power of real estate in my mind. Yeah. Now, this is kind of leading to, I know what you do best, right? Is one of the things you guys have with Leftfield Investors is that many people feel like, okay, this makes sense, right, Jim? I get what you're saying, but still, everybody's doing this. Everybody's putting their money in these retirement plans. Everybody's following these financial advisors. It doesn't seem like there's many people doing this alternative path, this left field path, right? Am I alone in this? And the truth is, you don't have to be, do you? Right. That's the key for us. And I always say you need to join a community if you're going to be successful in alternatives. It could be my community. It could be your community. I don't mm-hmm. care. Just join a community. And the way yeah. we look at it is there's three types of personal finance. Traditional, which is Wall Street, all that we've talked about. Then alternatives, which we've also talked about, real estate and other things like that. And then what we call community personal finance is where like the traditional stuff, it's easy, right? Wall Street, mm-hmm. everyone's doing it you make okay money and it's just easy and it's safe. Alternatives are scary because you got to send a wire to someone you've talked to for 20 minutes, right? That's scary. The investments might be hidden because you can't advertise some of these. And it's just scary because no one else knows about it. That's where community personal finance come in. What we do at Left Field and you, you do at Money Ripples is we turn community into a verb. We don't know about this operator. Let's community the operator. We're looking at yeah. a deal Let's community the deal, which means everybody looks at it together. And now what you get is you get confidence because you're working together on these alternative assets. You get access because everybody can introduce you to their favorite operators. So now nothing's hidden. You get to see all of it, right? You have a network, which helps. And then you get education. 
from the group or from the members in the group. So now when a deal comes, I'm talking to 10, 20 different people. Hey, what do you think? And then it's like a mastermind. So community personal finance, I think, is the only way to be a really effective alternative investor in alternatives. And like I said, it can be any community of people that are all working towards the same goal. Like we want like-minded people, not robot marching on their orders. We like people who are working towards the same thing. Like you and I, we are working for financial freedom, right? And what does that mean to you? It means something different to me, probably. For me, it's time freedom and place free, location freedom, right? That's what I want. I don't want to have to work if I don't want to. And when I do work, I want to be working whether I'm in Hawaii or Columbus, Ohio. And that's what community personal finance is. It just liberates your finances, I think. Well, from my investor brain, all I hear you saying is leverage, right? It's like creating leverage that you're trying to create financial independence, but not being independent, right? Like you're able to have a community that you're able to, like you said, vet deals together, bounce ideas off each other. I mean, I even know for myself, like I'm trying to vet my own deals and even for our own community, but still, if they have something else to say, well, you know what? I actually know that operator. I've known them for many, many years. I would warn against that operator. Don't use that one. Like this is what's yeah. been reality. Maybe this is what they're saying, but this is what happened, right? Like it's yeah. good to have a community, that feedback to be able to come from different directions and different angles and, and really approach it from different ways. I think that's brilliant that what you created there with left field investors. Right. And it doesn't have to be just one community, right? Why can't I join my own community and then I'll join Money Ripples and then there's a couple other sure. communities. And then I'm because you get siloed, right? We get our favorite operators and all that. Uh-huh. So if you're in multiple communities, you get more of it, right? And then you can choose where you want to be for, for each one. And by the way, I'm going to steal your leveraged comment because that's brilliant, right? In real estate, part of the reason that we're able to make better money than you do in the stock market is because you're constantly using leverage, right? Either you're getting a loan or the asset you're investing in has a loan, so you're leveraging it. Well, now, not only are you leveraging the the capital, you're leveraging the knowledge, right? The community to for for better results. So that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Well, before I forget to ask, I mean, if people want to like look into left field investors, what would they do to look into that community with you guys? Yeah, the easiest way is just go to leftfieldinvestors.com. There's a button on there that says connect with us and you can schedule a call with one of the founders or you can reach out directly to me, Jim, at leftfieldinvestors.com is my email address. And I talk to investors all day long. So I'm happy to get on a call and just tell you about left field or, or share ideas about sponsors or operators, whatever. I, I love talking to investors. And this for active investors, passive investors, both? Mostly passive. So we're focused on passive real estate and syndications. Now, there are plenty of people in our community who are more active with single family turnkeys or maybe some small multis and stuff like that. But usually Mm -hmm. when they join our group, they're joining because they're thinking of transitioning to something less active. When I invested in single family turnkeys and small multis, I thought I was passive, but no way. I was not passive at all. The passive investing that we do, there's a lot of work up front to get to know the underwriter or the operator analyze the deal and all that. But once you send that wire, you're done. There's nothing you can do. So you have to be passive at that point because you're just sitting around waiting for cash flow and reports, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's very passive from our community's perspective. Oh, I love it, man. Well, last question for you is like, what's the, like, the really big message that you feel like is kind of like your mission, like your why? Like, why are you really doing this? Like, why is it so important for you to be doing what you're doing today? Because I hated being a financial advisor, right? I hated trying to convince people that I know what's best for you. And I felt like I did. I could help those people even in traditional, you know, there's there's a place for that. And my passion now is showing you that there's another way to do it. It's a better way. You make more money, you pay less tax. 
but nobody knows about it. Very, you walk out your front door and you start talking to your neighbors about personal finance. They're going to be talking about the interest rate on the mortgage and their 401ks. And you're going to say, well, yep. what about real estate syndications? And you'll turn around and no one's going to be there because they're going to think you're nuts, right? So mm-hmm. you got to find a community. But my passion is sharing this message with as many people here. You don't have to be super wealthy to do this. You do need some capital, but you know we use a company called TribeVest. That's a whole nother story. They help you invest in groups so we can reduce our minimums from 50 grand to 10 on certain deals. So you don't have to be wealthy to do this, but you need to know that it's out there. And if you don't know, you're never going to do it. So our passion, my passion is just sharing the word. And I don't care if you join left field investors or money ripples, but if you get into this ecosystem, you will make more money, I think. I love it. I think it's a noble effort. I mean, really, you're a rippler in that sense. You're your own rippler. You're creating your own ripple effect with your community. And I I don't know that they appreciate it big time. You know, so Jim, I appreciate your time today. This has been a great podcast, been very insightful. It's good to know I'm not crazy either, right? If if we have our own (laughs) community of, of, uh, formerly financial advisors that have since repented, you know, it's, it's exactly, it's good to know that we're in good company and that we see a lot of those same things. So yeah, definitely appreciate you being on today. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Like I said, I've been listening to you since I was a financial advisor and I was thinking about making a change. And so everything you say really resonates with me. I got some confidence on a lot of things from listening to your podcast. So really appreciate what you, the contributions you've made to me and to just my journey. Oh, I appreciate that too. Well, everybody, you know, definitely go check out Left Field Investors, guys. If you feel like you want to have that community, that bond, check it out. I mean, it's definitely something to consider and look at. And and who knows? I mean, maybe that's the very thing you've been looking for and you just now heard it today. So definitely go to leftfieldinvestors.com. And everybody, you know, again, you can listen to this stuff all day long, but once you start to act on it, your learning curve speeds up, you make more progress, you get better results, and you create that life of freedom that you've always wanted. Go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.